thank God for Dr. Baby Tarver, the anointed woman of God that works with me diligently in the ministry, carrying out the vision for Yes Lord Ministries. Thank God for all of our pastors. And yes, uh, I want to say to all of our pastors, our local pastors, amen, happy appreciation day. We love you all this month. Amen. It's just special. Amen. To know when you have people that care for people. Amen. And that will just love on them and minister to them the way God leads. Amen. And we thank God for all of our those that are part of Yes, Lord, all of our leaders, our members, amen, our friends, and to you, 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 and especially you, we greet you in the precious name of Jesus. I'll tell you, I'm just so excited because God keeps doing great things for all of us. Amen. Amen. And if you're excited, just put in the chat, I'm excited as well. Amen. You, We may not be excited about the same thing, but I'm excited about God on today. Amen. Has God done anything special for you? Amen. My God, I feel a breakthrough. Amen. God is just doing some wonderful things. Amen. And we thank you for joining us. Amen. Each week. Amen. And we just enjoy bringing this opportunity to you. Amen. To minister the word of God. Amen. And today, I ask you to get your Bibles. Amen. Turn to the book of Genesis. Amen. The book of Genesis. And we want to go to chapter 22. Amen. We started here last week in our teaching series about our faith being tested. Amen. And so uh, I want to go to the next segment in this chapter 22, verses 9 through 14. Verses 9 through 14. There's so much in this 22nd chapter that we learn from the life of a great father of faith, Abraham. Amen. Praise God. Genesis chapter 22, verses 9 through 14. And I'm going to read out the Amplified Version today. Amen. So if you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. Amen. It goes like this in verse 9. And when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there. Then he laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on the wood. And verse 10, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took hold of the knife to slay his son. Verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He answered, here am I. Verse 12, and he said, do not lay your hand on the lad for or do anything of harm to him. Amen. Don't do anything to him for now. I know that you fear and revere God since you have not held back from me or begrudged me, giving me your son, your only son. Verse 13, then Abraham looked up and glanced around and behold, my God, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering and ascending sacrifice instead of his son. Verse 14, so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Amen, amen. And I want to go back 
to amen that 14th verse again so abraham called the name of that place the lord will provide amen it is said to this day on that mount on the mount of the lord it will be provided amen and i want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me continuing with our faith teaching series Amen. God will give you what you need. My God, God will give you what you need. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Zulter, by reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the rhema word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, prosperity, success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise because he's going to do just that. God will give you what you need. Amen. In this lesson, I want to paint a picture for you. Amen. As we tie in what we started on last week. Amen. And talked about how that God had spoken to Abraham, even go back to chapter 11, chapter 12, when God told him to leave his countryman, leave his father's house, leave the place where he was comfortable. And so then he says that I will show you a place where I want you to go. Now, as I stated, that a lot of times when God is speaking to us about doing certain things, we don't always understand the full picture. Am I talking to anybody here? We don't always understand the full picture. But the key to this that Abraham teaches us that we need to trust God. My, 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 we need to trust God. So here in this lesson, uh, when Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon uh, his son, as in verse six, this was no half-grown boy, as pictures so often represent Isaac, but a full-grown man who is here brought before us, one who could, he, had he wished, have easily resisted the aged patriarch. But instead of resisting, watch this now, instead of resisting, Isaac quietly follows his father. Now, something else that, that I was looking at in this lesson, as I was studying this lesson, one of the key things here are that we need to, the importance, rather, of having spiritual covering, the importance of having uh, somebody to oversee on us, meaning having um, protection, spiritual guidance. Are you with me? It's very key for this. And we find that some uh, in the body of Christ, they, they neglect this segment here. They just want to be everywhere. But it's key and important to have somebody that watch over your soul, that care for your soul, that pray for you. Are, are you with me here? And a lot of times it's important to know that a lot of pastors pray unsolicited, meaning that you know that you don't have to give them something to pray for you. They they just will do it. And some pastors are praying for people who don't even support them, who don't even like them, who don't even love them, but you know, they figure that's my church, whatever. But you so I want you to understand the weight of what Abraham is carrying right now, knowing that he has to give up his son, his description. And I love the way God does this. 
he says, your son, thine only son. Now we know that there was uh, Ishmael, but, but here is the covenant son. Oh my God, are you with me? So, well, preacher, you're talking about pastors, you're talking about uh, preachers, but what about us? Oh, the laity, all right? Glad you asked, because why? When you want something from God, something you know that God has promised you, it will require your obedience. There you go. It will require your obedience that you trust God because God will give you, that's right, no name is in here, but you have to personalize it, that God will give you what you need. Do I have a witness? Watch this now. And so there is no voice of protest raised to mar the scene, but he acquiesces. In other words, he just willingly goes with his father fully by carrying the wood on his own shoulder. How this brings us before this peerless one, gladly performing the father's pleasure. There was no alienated will in him that needed to be brought into subjection. Lo, I come to do the will of God. And, and watch this now. This is what Jesus was doing. He said, Lo, it, it is written to me that I come in the volume of the book. You know what I'm saying? To do that which he's called to do. How many of us have that willing heart to say, For God I live, for God I die, let nothing or no one separate me from the love of God, the will of God. Are you with me? My God. So in other words here, he says, I delight to do thy will, reveal the perfections of his heart. Christ and the Father were one accord. Note how beautifully this is brought out in the type, Abraham and Isaac being a type of Christ and the, his father. And they went both together twice repeatedly. Watch this now. We need hardly to say that Ari, uh, Isaac carrying the wood foreshadowed uh, Christ bearing his cross, but watch this, he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went, both of them, Genesis chapter 22, verse 6, and he, Abraham, took the fire in his hand, here as everywhere in scripture, fire embolizes, watch this, divine judgment. It expresses the energy of divine holiness, which ever burns against sin. It is the perfection of the divine nature which cannot tolerate that which is evil. Watch this now. And so when we look at this particular scripture, we find here that and Isaac speaking to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, he said, here am I, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb? See, Isaac was taught worship. Oh my God, he was taught worship. But this is lesson also what I love about it and you appreciate is that there are levels of worship. My, my, are you with me? There are levels of worship. When you go back even to the Old Testament, when you find that the priests, when they will go into the uh, temple to offer the sacrifice, you had the, the, the outer courts, you had the inner courts, but you had the holy of holies. And a lot of Christians, a lot of church people are hanging in the outer court. They they just want to say, I went to church. I do what I need to do every week. You know, uh, I, I give my money, you know, but they don't want to go to the inner court and then to the holy of holies. Here, Abraham is showing 
Isaac how to go to the Holy of Holies. My God, what are you talking about, preacher? Because I don't read my Bible like you. I, I, I don't understand scripture maybe like you. So what are you saying? Glad you asked. So there are places where we get to go worship God and to serve God, not just from our psyche, not just on my mind, but my heart. I'm giving God heart worship. Too many give God lip worship, but not heart worship. See, you can say things about God when he gives you stuff, but how many can really say something intimately about God, even when things are not going your way, uh, you know, situations occur. Listen, we've had people in our congregation that had a loved one to pass away, even personally. In my family, we had someone to pass away, but it should not deter us away from God. But these are the moments where we really get a chance to see God in an awesome way where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll be with you through every circumstance you encounter in life. I'll be with you to the end. And it's good to know that the 23rd Psalms that he rock us, my God, he is our shepherd, my God goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You need to understand, we serve us an awesome God. Now, I'm going I'm to just share this with you because this is a proven point. There is no history book. There is no pr prophecy from any other religious leader that is not of God, watch this now, that can say that their God is with them. They always have to go to their God, but they can't say that their God can come to them. My God, I know, I know, I know, I know, right? Let me tell you, th that's another thing. No other gods can comfort them. Are you with me? Yes, they make affirmations or they do declarations or they do some form of liturgy, but our God can speak to us when tears are coming down our eyes. Our God can speak to us when it seems like we're all alone. Our God can speak to us and make ways for us. No other God can make a way for them. My, my, my. What are you saying here? I'm saying God will give you what you need. My God, do I have a witness here. And so here, oh my God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. Watch this now. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went both of them together, verse 7 and 8. These words of Abraham have a double meaning. They tell us that God was the one who should provide. Ah, all right. He should provide the lamb. And they also make known the fact that the lamb was him for himself. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that when Jesus died on the cross, yes, 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 yes. When Jesus died on the cross, he realized we could not pay that price. But Jesus died. He was the lamb. He was the sacrificial lamb on our behalf. So we can understand, though we don't understand the full dynamic of it, perhaps. But we can see, like Isaac, if God is going to be the one that supplied the lamb, God, I got to trust you would do this one. Because right now, I feel like I'm the sacrifice. Am I talking to anybody here? Sometimes you feel like you're the sacrifice. But God, my, 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 he is 
the provider of every need we have in life. My God, watch this now. And Mark, the lamb was not only provided by God, but it was also for God. Yes, yes, yes. Before blessing could flow forth to men, the claims of divine holiness and justice must be met. It is true, blessedly true, that Christ died for sinners, but first he died. Oh my, 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 my. First he died, and this is what we are in danger of forgetting for God. That is the Holy Spirit expresses it through the apostle to declare his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Romans 3.26. Note how this comes out in our passage. It is not God himself will provide a lamb, but God will provide himself a lamb. Put this way abstractly so as to take it in both these truths. This is so amazing. Somebody ought to say, God will give you what you need. My God. And they came to the place. And so this is so amazing. That's another thing too. And when they came to the place, and you know, a lot of times, you know, people uh, say, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, He, it is. He is, he is, he is. But I want you to look at this text very closely. One, God told him to go to the region of Moriah. Are you with me? The region of Moriah. So first of all, where does God want to meet me? Are you with me? Where does God want to meet me? Well, one thing about it, we know we meet him in church. But before we get to church, we need to meet him on our knees. Are you with me? Are you with me? Oh, my God. Are you with me? So then he says, go to the region. I want you to note this now. Go to the region of Moriah. Now watch this. That's number one. Then number two, he says, then he says, and and one of the mountains there. So what, what is this saying to us? It's saying that there is that. Remember I told you about there are different levels in worship. Now God is elevating our worship to another place. Now he's saying, go to the mountain to worship. Now stay with me now because I'm drawing a picture here. Go to the mountain to worship. So in other words, you have to leave distractions. You have to leave those things that you were crutching on, you were depending on, your job. Whoa, 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 time out. I didn't say quit your job. I didn't say walk away from the job. But I'm saying it, symbolically, you have to leave those things that you so dependent on because why do coming through the pandemic taught us so much the things that we were leaning on depending on they were not necessarily there oh oh oh, oh. what are you saying i'm saying that we needed to trust god doing this encounter oh my god so not only do we needed to trust him going into the pandemic not only do we need to trust him during the pandemic but we need to trust him even more coming out of the pandemic my god is this blessing anybody watch this now and so then he says this so he says go to the mountain but but preacher how is it that it's now called or, or uh, abraham derived that this connotation about uh jehovah jireh the lord my provider stay with me we're getting there we're getting there you're rushing me watch this now and so then it says 
when he's at this place, watch this now, he's at this place because God never called it Jehovah Jireh. Mm -mm, mm -mm. He called it the place. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Watch this. I get excited now. Watch this now. Those of you are first-time visitors, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, we get so into the word because it's it becomes real. This 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 word is not just something on in books, on paper, on tablets, in our book, our, our phone. No, 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 on our computer. No, 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 no. This word becomes tangible. Yo! First John, John 1 says what? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is a part of the word dwelling among us where it becomes so real. So watch this now. He, he, he when he has him go to the place, he said, go to the place where I'm going to lead you. And the reason of, of Mount of Moriah, watch this, doing to a, a mountain, right? Now watch this now. But God is saying to us, watch this, because, oh, I, I'm, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. But watch this now, because what? Abraham named the place because that was the place where his shift took place. Woo, my God. What are you talking about, preacher? All right, stay with me. Watch this now. So, and, and, and while Abraham has Isaac laid across the altar, watch this now, bound, can't move, just like he normally would with a sacrifice, he's getting ready to do what he normally would do. Watch this now. We do what we normally do. Too often we stick with what we normally know. But God is saying, I want to take you to another level. I want to take you to another place of me wherein your sacrifice is greater, is deeper, is something that is attached to you that you perhaps have put that could have blinded you from worshiping God, from serving God, from trusting God. So what is it? We need to put it on the altar. My God, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Watch this now. And so then it says that he, the angel of the Lord, Spoke to him, says, hold on, time out, time out, hold it, Abraham. First he what, gets Abraham's attention. Abraham, Abraham, calls his name, calls his name. He said, yes. Now, it's amazing. Something else you need to look at this text. Y'all need to read this scripture in this entirety. Something else you observe about this text is usually once we get in a zone, we don't normally hear nothing else. Because we're in a zone. Give me an example, preacher. What are you talking about? When you are hungry and you're getting ready to eat, you don't want your phone ringing. You don't want nobody asking you any questions. You, you don't want no type of disturbance. You just going in. Am I talking to anybody here? You just going in because you're where? In a zone. Let me give you another one. When you have worked all day or you've been doing some chores all day and running errands all day and you got an opportunity to go to bed, again, you don't want nobody disturbing you because why? You get in a zone. Well, I'll just tell you from personal experience, when I'm asleep, I even tell my wife, I say, catch me if you can. Because why? When I get in, it don't take me long to go to sleep. I don't know if anybody else is like that. Some years ago, I'm going to tell you this. You might get a little human moment out of it. Some years ago in Linden, we reside here in Jersey. In Linden, there was, when I was, before I got married, I was at home with my parents and my siblings. And um, there was a gas explosion. You could search it up on online. There was a gas explosion. Now, you won't find my story online, but you'll find about the gas explosion in Linden around the um, gas tanks, you know, where the refinery was. 
my sisters told me that my bed, I was had a bunk bed, my bed jumped up, leaked up, and dropped down, and I still remained asleep. I told you, when I get in a zone, I'm in a zone. So that's what I'm pointing out. That's the point of me sharing this, is that Abraham had to be in a zone, but yet he was able to hear his name called. My God, my God, my God. Yes. So he says, Abraham, Abraham, is this lesson becoming real to anybody here? When we talk about God will give you what you need, watch this now. Because Abraham, the level of his worship at that moment was he didn't have to worry about hearing demons. He didn't have to worry about hearing evil spirits. He didn't have to worry about even hearing Isaac. Why? He was in a zone directly connected to God. So when God knew he had him right where he wanted, some of you, God got you right where he wants you, where you can hear him call your name. My God. So he says, Abraham, the angel, Abraham, Abraham, hold up. Don't slay your son. He says, for I know, I know, isn't it wonderful when God can know not what's on your mind, but what's in your heart. Oh, yes, he can know exactly what is in your heart. And God got his attention, said, Abraham, Abraham, my God, we're going somewhere today. And so he did says, watch this out. He says, I know that you are really for me now. I'm paraphrasing this. I know that you're really for me now. And watch this now. This is so good. So he says, watch this. He says, don't worry about it. I got you, Abraham. Look around. So Abraham was able to look around. And there was, this going to bless somebody right there. Watch this now. There was right there a ram caught in the thicket. Now, question, you probably ask it, how long had it been there? Couldn't he hear the noise of the earth? No, he was in a zone. And that's another thing. When God gets you in a zone, oh my God, I feel a breakthrough word for somebody. When God gets you in the zone, then he can reveal to you your next level provision. Oh my God, your next level provision is this helping anybody here? Your next, my God, my God, I prophesied to somebody right now. Your job is right there. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your getting out of debt is right there. Uh-huh. Your healing is right there. My God, my God. It's right. But preacher, how come I didn't know it? You needed to get in the zone. But wait, 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 what are you talking about this zone, this zone, this zone? What's the zone? Because watch this now. God has already shown you he can give you things. God has already shown you he can make ways for you. But this next level is going to require a different type of provision. God is going to put you in supernatural provision where you're not going to have to worry about it 
even when you get those intense moments of God, I don't know where, what to do next. God, I need you. God, I've got this phone call. God, I got this letter. God, I got this email. God, I got this text. God, these people walked away. God, they turned their back on me. God. And that's where he says, I just needed you to be in the zone. I didn't want no one else to get what I provide for you. Oh my God, yes! I didn't want no one else to get access to what belongs to you. Do you ever wonder why so many people hang around you? It's because of the anointing grace of God, the gifts of God, the favor of God that's on your life. It attracts. But God's saying, I don't want no leeches. I don't want people that just taking you for granted. I don't want, uh -uh. he says, I'm going to put you in a zone where this next level of provision, I'm prophesying to somebody right now, this next level of provision, nobody's going to be able to take credit. My, 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 my. Nobody's going to be able to take credit for what God is getting ready to do. Woo! My God. Yes. Let me hurry on. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. My God. And so here he says, watch this now. Because first he called him to separate himself from his native land. Second, he called them to get. Yeah, yeah. I got to break this out. I got to break this out. Because what Abraham, this lesson shared with us that Abraham had to experience. And this will help you understand some of your journey. Watch this now. The spiritual history of Abraham was marked by four great crises each of which involved the surrender of something which was naturally dear to him. Are you with me? Let me say that one time. It involved four great crises, each of which involved the surrender of something which was naturally dear to him. Here it is. If you want to take notes, you want to write this down. If you miss it, you can listen to the replay. First of all, he was called on, and I said this earlier, called on to separate himself from his native land and kindred. That's number one. Leave your father's house. Genesis 12.1. Second, he was called to give up Lot. My, 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 my. Are you with me? Oh, my God. He was called to give up Lot. This this going to bless you. I, I want trying to give you some time to write this down, right? Somebody may want to put it in the chat to help you. He was called to give up Lot, right? Lot was his nephew. Genesis 13, 1 through 18. Third, he was to abandon his cherished plan about Ishmael. Genesis 17, verses 17 and 18. Fourth, he. this is where we are in this lesson here. He was, God encouraged him to give up, offer up Isaac as a burnt offering. So how many of us, what stage of your sacrifice are you now? Do you know it? Ask God, go to God, talk to God. All right. So the life of believer is a series of tests for only by discipline can Christian character be developed. Frequently, there was one supreme test in view of all others as preparatory. So it was with Abraham. He had been tested again and again, but never as here. God demand is, son, give me thine heart. Proverbs 23, verse 26. It is not our intellect, 
our talents, our money, but our heart. God asks for first. When we have responded to God's requirement, he lays his hand on something especially near and dear to us to prove the genuineness of our response. Because a lot of people, if they on their sit back, God, if you hear me, I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. If they got a financial crisis, God, you get me out of this. I'm going to give you my all. Need a job? Need a house? Whatever, stay place. God, God, God. How many of people make those jailhouse rock confessions? Those big confessions are you those backed up against the wall confessions yeah 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 but god knows that the moment he lets some of you out that what you go back to doing your own way are you with me but here this this is awesome i say i gotta hurry i gotta hurry i gotta close watch this now this is amazing so what i love about this scripture that abraham we mu what must it have been to his faith it is not only that Isaac was his son, but that Isaac was the promised seed, the one in whom all great things spoken of the seed were to be fulfilled. And when he was called to give up his other son, God condescended to give him a reason for it. But here, no reason is given. In the former case, through Ishmael must go. It was because he was not the child of promise. In Isaac shall thy seed be called. But if Isaac goes, what shall substitute for him? My God, to offer up Isaac. My God, y'all being blessed. To offer up Isaac was to sacrifice the very object of faith. Turn now and consider Abraham's response. Watch this. It was marked with promptitude. In other words, he did it immediately. And that's another thing God is saying to you. You got to trust him to a point wherein you're not going to question him. You're not going to doubt him. You're not even going to fear him, though you don't understand. Listen, there are times we'll move by faith. And sometimes while we're moving by faith, we still got, oh my God, I know you're going to do it. 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 Y'all know I'm not the only one. I know I'm going to, you're going to do it. I know, I know, I know. We get sometimes tied up in our words. I know you're going to do it. I know, but I'm going to obey you. I'm going to, sometimes tears come down your eyes. I'm going to obey you, God. I'm going to obey you. And what I love about this in Romans 4, 17 to 24, it talks about Abraham this way. And it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. This is amplified now. Who gives life to the dead and speaks the, of the non-existent things that he foretold and promised as if they had already existed. Verse 18, for Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. And he had been promised so numberless shall be your descendants. He says, I'll bless you. Can you count the stars? He says, I'm going to give you more than that. Oh, my God. Verse 9, but he did not weaken in faith when he considered, my God, the utter importance of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old. And I need to just kind of point this out because I didn't want this to be glossed over when it says that he was dead. That meant that Abraham was, based on his age chronologically, was not able to have feelings. Hint, hint, feelings. And his wife, 
of being in her 90s was barrenness and her deadening in her womb. So that's two things that are deadened. So in other words, there was no lightning bolt experience. If you got what I'm saying, read between the lines. There was no lightning bolt experience in some of the the uh, alternatives today was not made available back then. If y'all got what I'm saying, watch this now. Verse 20, no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise to the glory of God for fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he promised. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. But his words, it was credited to him were written not for the sake alone, but they were written for our sakes. Righteousness standing acceptable to God will be granted and credited to us also who believe in trusting here at here to rely on God who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. My God, the scripture says that his faith that Abraham he staggered not at the promises of God. Am I talking to anybody here? He didn't stagger at the promises of God, my God. But somebody ought to say, God will give you what you need. I want to close with this story here. It says that they did not believe him. A story is told of a man who was converted several years ago, and he liked the gospel so well, he thought he should go and preach it. He started out and great crowds came to him, hear him, just out of curiosity. The next night, there was not so many there. And the third night, the man, scarcely a hearer, but he was anxious to preach the gospel. And so he prepared some great placards and posted them all over the town, declaring that if any man in that town that was in debt would come to his office before 12 o'clock on a certain day with proof of his indebtedness, he would pay the debt. This news spread all over the town, but the people did not believe him. One man said to his neighbor, John, do you believe this man will pay our debts? The response, no, of course not. It's only a hoax. The day came, and instead of there being a great rush, nobody came. Now it was a wonder there is not a great rush of men into the kingdom of God to have their debts paid when a man can be saved for nothing. About 10 o'clock, a man was walking in front of the office. He looked this way and that to see if anybody was looking. And by and by, satisfied that there was nobody looking, he slipped in and said, I saw a notice about town that if anyone would call here at a certain hour, you would pay their debts. Is there any truth in it? He said, yes, said the man is quite true. He said, did you bring the necessary papers with you? He said, yes. After the man had paid the debt, he said, sit down. I want to talk with you. And he kept them there till 12 o'clock. Before 12 o'clock had passed, two more came in and had their debts paid. At 12 o'clock, he let them all out. Some other men were standing around the door. Well, did he pay your debts? Yes, they said. It was quite true. Our debts were all paid. Oh, then we'll go in and get ours paid. They went, but it was too late. 12 o'clock had passed to every one of you 
who is bankrupt sinner. You never saw an unsaved sinner that was not a bankrupt sinner. Christ comes and he says, I will pay your debts, my God. And so God will give you what you need. I gotta go, I gotta go. But is there anybody here, my, 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 is there anybody here that say, can he provide? I got a witness that my God shall supply. Philippians 4, 19, shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, my God. Do I have a witness? If you've seen God provide, put it in the chat. He provided for me, my, my, my. Abraham lets us know that even when you're in dire straits, your back is up against the wall. You can look to the hills from which cometh your help. All my help cometh from the Lord. God, hey, will provide. God will give me what I need. Yes, yes, yes. My God, I gotta go. I gotta go. But before I leave, I gotta pray with you. Yes, there's somebody that's saying, I need to give my life to Jesus. Like those that men that came to that man before 12, I want to come to God before it's my last hour, before it's my last day. Is there any chance for me, preacher? Yes, regardless to what your past is, regardless to what you even did yesterday, you can come to Jesus right now. My God, my God. But what do I have to do? Like those jailers said to Paul and Silas when they were in jail, so what must I do? They said, give your life to Jesus. How do I do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. We want to pray this prayer with you. I'm going to ask every believer, my God, I'm going to ask every believer, if you don't mind joining with us as we pray this prayer with those that may be praying it for the first time, maybe the fourth or fifth time, but they made up their mind that they want to give their life to Jesus. Let's pray this prayer. Lift your hands if you could. If you're driving, just pull to the side or just repeat the words. Father, I thank you for encouraging me through your word that God will give me what I need. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have that assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins, rising again on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that today, Right now, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, my God, my God, you gave your life to Jesus. That is a wonderful oh, miracle right there. That's right. That's the miracle of salvation. We want you to write in to let us know. You can send an email to events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. Or you can just 
send us a private message on our Facebook page, our Yes Lord Ministries Facebook page, and said, I gave my life to Jesus. We want to get some information to you to help you in your walk with God. Yes, 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 whether you're just coming to Jesus or whether you're coming back to Jesus. Behold it, there may be those persons I'm already saved or love Jesus, but I need to be connected to a good Bible teaching church. Well, guess what? You don't have to search any further. Here's Yes Lord Ministries. We welcome you. Pastor Mamie Torrin and I, we welcome you to be a part of Yes Lord Ministries. Amen. We're a loving church. We care about you. Now, I will tell you, I say this so often, we're not a perfect church. No, no, no. My father used to say this. He was a great man of God, great pastor. God called him home. He said, look, if you ever find a perfect church, he said, don't join it because you will mess it up. Yes, that's right, right, with your imperfect self, right? Yes, and let me tell you, if you're looking for a church where you can find faults, I'm going to tell you in advance, you're going to find some faults. That's right, that's right, you're going to find them. So you already know in advance, all right? We're doing that disclaimer. You will find a church with some faults, right? Because we're all being perfected. We're all maturing daily. Are you with me? Yes, yes, yes. And so we would love to you to be a part of Yes Sort Ministries. Listen, there's a lot of work to be done. So whatever gifts you have, whatever talent you have, yes, we can benefit them in Yes Sort Ministries. And then you will benefit from the gifts and blessings of Yes Lord Ministries. Are you with me? And so we just love you. We thank God for you. And listen, if this ministry is being a blessing to you, I know uh, Pastor Sanders is going to talk about this, but so into Yes Lord Ministries, tied into Yes Lord We want to say thank you to every person who have been sowing into our ministry, tithing into our ministry. I'm telling you, God is just doing so great. And then go to our Faith Builders Huddle where you can share your praise report and testimony of what God is doing in your life, how this word is being a blessing to you. And then share this with others. Yes, share this replay with others and then invite them to be with us every Sunday. Yes, 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 every Sunday. Oh my God, did twice on Sunday for those who have to work. Tell them, oh man, I was church today. Tell them good news. You can join Yes Lord Ministries at 6.30 tonight. That's right. I'm telling you, God is just doing so many wonderful things. He's an awesome God. Listen, would you repeat this with me? God will give you what you need. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Amen. We love you, and God loves you and more. Watch it. Pastor Cassandra, back into your hands, woman of God.